Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. All right. Wow. Hi, guys. Okay, so last week, I don't know if you all were here last week. I see some new faces out there, but last week I had this dream the night before church. And I was doing the transition last week, and then I was like, God, you know, midweek last week, I was like, God, I don't really want to do the transition. I'm just going to be completely honest. I just was like, man, I really feel like I want to empower somebody to do it. And I was asking Jimmy, who led worship today, Jimmy, will you, will you do the transition? Hi, Chloe. And I said, Jimmy, will you do the transition? And he said, yeah, I'll do it. And then the night before church, I had this dream, and in the dream, I grab a microphone. It was our first week we were able to, to have uh, speakers at church. And I start to do the transition, and I say exactly what God was wanting me to say during the transition. I wake up from this dream. I go, wow, that was really specific about a transition period in a church service. And uh, then I get a text from Jimmy, and Jimmy says, Michael, will you please do transition this morning? I just, I'm really, really tired. And uh, so that ended up happening. That was the first time in 10 years of ministry that I've ever had a dream about the transition period of church, Right? So then last night, I go to sleep, and, uh, and I had planned to give a message to y'all, and then I fell asleep, and in my dream last night, I began to come into church, and I was in church last night in my dream today for church, and in the dream, I was walking around the chairs, and I was listening to conversations and what people were going through, and, and I was listening to how they processed Scripture and I was listening to, to what they, the reasons for coming to church. And I was listening to random, all these random things about individuals. And then I went up and I began to speak a message based out of this scripture. This is in Acts chapter 2, if you all can go there. Acts 2, 27. Or Acts 2, uh, where is it? Here it is. Acts 2, 42. Acts 2, 42. Acts 29? No, I'm just kidding. Acts 2, 42 says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and prayer. So I began to give a message last night in my dream to y'all about this passage. So today we're going to preach on this passage and I'm throwing everything else that I planned this whole week and all my conversations with multiple people about what would be the great things we could talk about at church. It's all getting thrown out the window because God showed up last night and he said, out the window. Is that fun? <laughs> so some, some things I want to do, we're going to start by praying. Father, we just thank you. I just thank you for your presence right now, Father. Lord, we just love you. We thank you for church. We thank you for this glorious day. We thank you that it's not too hot. Praise you, God. Lord, I pray that you would deposit in us truth to today, that you would encounter us with power. Lord, that you would move us to action. That you'd move us into intimacy with you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. Line of sight with the mic. Oh, okay. Don't fully turn to these people? Like that? What if I use my left hand? 
Okay. Thanks. So, a couple of things. So, a couple of things. Um, you know, when we begin to think about the early church in the book of Acts, they had a couple, they had, they had a few qualities about them that I see here in this fellowship that I think God wants to magnify. Number one, it was a, it was a miraculous church, a church of signs and wonders, okay? If, if you have a hard time with miracles and they're just really weird to you, you're going to have a hard time with Jesus, Anything, any boundary, religious boundaries, anything you're like, I don't know about that, God. That's a little too good. He likes to break down that wall. Jesus is a wild guy that does wild things all the time. God is a, God is a miraculous God from the very beginning, the very first thing. We, he spoke and he created a planet. He created a universe. Just act The first thing he, he did or said or anything was create a universe. He's wild. He's over the top. He's glorious. Yeah? And he loves to do miraculous things all the time. So if miracles are a weird thing to you, you get a little queasy when people start talking about speaking in tongues or funky stuff like that. I just challenge you to open up your heart. He wants to do it in your life, okay? And it will transform you in a very, very good way. It leads people to know him. Do we all know that? Aren't the kids so beautiful? Half y'all looking at them. They're so awesome. Three of them are mine. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to start by saying, no, in, in the book of Acts chapter 2, I'm not going to read the whole passage to you, so that's homework for y'all. Y'all can go read the book of Acts chapter 2, and it's this awesome story where God's power comes upon the believers. Okay, you ready for this? Quality number two, signs and wonders, but they're praying. It's a church that prays. Everybody say pray. pray. It's a church that prays. And when they're all together for many days, they're together in this room called the upper room, praying together. The Holy Spirit finally comes in this very strange way as tongues of fire upon their heads. Is this strange? It's very strange. They all start speaking in other languages. Oh, more kids. Hi, kids. Two of those are mine. <laughs> we have three total. <laughs> um, but the church was a church of prayer, okay? And in prayer, God begins to do wild, wild things. I want to start by sharing a testimony with you about Chung Kun, my friend. Um, I know some people have heard it, those that know me know it, but I like to say just to break open some, some, some faith and some possibilities of what God might want to do in our lives that go way beyond the boundary of, of human ability. Uh, my friend Chung Kun came from China. He uh, is a part of a family where nobody in his family is a Christian. They were all Buddhist. And my friend... my wonderful friend Pat, who's now a missionary in China. A wonderful friend Pat had been ministering to Chung Kun uh, for a handful of months. And every once in a while, I get to hang out with Chung Kun and Pat. We'd be able to talk about Jesus. And Chung Kun was so interested in hearing about Jesus. He was so interested in letting us pray for him. But 
Getting baptized was the last thing Chung Kun would ever, ever decide to do. He even voiced that out. He says, I am not getting baptized. Because for him, it was turning on his whole family. It was, it was saying Jesus is the only way. It was rejecting his, his ancestry, going to them as spiritual, guide, as spiritual guides in, in the Buddhist community. That's what they do. It was rejecting his ancestors and turning to the greatest ancestor of all, Father of all, God Almighty, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay, so anyways, he was like, man, I ain't getting baptized, but you could pray for me. And uh, Chung Kun, Kun, actually, a lot of his friends got arrested in China because they were AIDS activists. And Chung Kun spoke to the UN. And Chung Kun is just a great random guy that came to San Diego State. And and he said, if the day ever comes where I can go back to China, I'm going to go. And the day came, he's going to go back to China. And we threw a party for Chung Kun. And people were hanging out there, and I went to this party, and I thought, I thought, man, I really want to pray for Chung Kun. So I was sitting there on the couch, and Chung Kun comes over, sits down next to me. I said, Chung Kun, do you mind? By the way, their names are backwards. Like, they say their last names first, so his name's Kun, actually, is his name, Kun Chung, but they say it backwards. So he sits down next to me, and I said, Chung Kun, you mind if I say a prayer for you, like, as you go back? He says, yeah, you can say a prayer for me, and then I had this random thought. Now, this isn't like a super spiritual like, act of faith on my part. I had nothing to lose, okay? Hear me out. I had nothing to lose. Chung Kun sitting next to me, I thought, I'm going to pray in tongues. I'm going to pray in tongues, and I really feel like I want to pray and see if I pray in Chinese to him. And, and as I'm sitting there, I thought, you know, I got nothing to lose. If he listens to me pray in tongues and says, what are you saying? I realized I'd say to him, I thought this through. I thought it through very quickly, but I thought it through. I realized I'd say, oh, this is just another language that I pray in. And I knew that'd be okay because he speaks multiple languages. I don't have to explain what language I'm speaking in. But I had nothing to lose. Don't you love opportunities where you got nothing to lose? Anyway, so I sat there. Yeah. Was it too low? Cutting in and out? All right. Can you all hear me? I got to make sure you all hear this Chung Kun story. Is it better now, Penny? A little higher mic for them? All right, so anyways, Chung Kun sits next to me. I realized I got nothing to lose. So I said, I'm just going to go for it. I began to speak in tongues. And I began to speak in tongues. By the way, I can't even fake Mandarin Chinese. I can't even fake it. Uh, I don't want to try either, but I can't even fake it. So I start to speak in tongues. And as I'm speaking in tongues, God honest truth, my mind goes, wow, this really sounds like Chinese. I'm thinking, this really, really sounds like Chinese. And as I'm talking, I look over at Chung Kun. He's got his eyes closed like this. And he's saying, yes, yes, yes. And I'm speaking in tongues, yabba-dabba-doo, yabba-dabba-doo. It sounds like Chinese. He says, yes, yes. And I'm looking at him with his eyes closed. And I'm saying what I'm saying in my mind. I'm going, this is crazy. Yeah, you know, you speak in tongues, your brain doesn't know what's going on. Anyways, I'm looking at him thinking, this sounds like Chinese. He's saying yes. Two and two together. Does he understand what I'm saying? So I said, Chung Kun. I stopped the whole prayer. I couldn't handle it anymore. I said, Chung Kun. He, he stops and he, he looks at me. I said to Chung Kun, I said, Chung Kun, do you understand what I'm saying to you? He says, yes. I said, what am I saying? <laughs> he says, 
He says, you're asking God for supernatural wisdom to come down from heaven. And then he began to keep saying what I was saying. God honest truth, I don't remember anything after that line. I don't remember anything. My mind went blank. I went into like, wow zone. And um, he kept talking. And then I, when he was done saying what I was saying, I said to him, I said, Chung-kun, do you realize I am not speaking in English? He looked at me. He looked away. He looked at me. He looked away. He stood up and walked away from me. God, on the street, this is what happened. I was sitting there at this party in the couch thinking, what just happened, number one? And two, why did he just walk away? I was tripping out. I didn't know what to do about it. So the next day I messaged him. I said, Chung Kun, do you remember what I said to you? He says, I don't remember exactly what he says, but I remember yes, many yeses is what he said. And the day after that, he told our friend Pat, he said, I want to be baptized. And um, Pat, Pat and I got to, uh, we, they got uh, a Chinese pastor down the street. And uh, we had a little ceremony in Pat's backyard with the jacuzzi. Chinese pastor jumped in it with Chung Kun. We all got to celebrate watching Chung Kun, first person ever in his whole family line to receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior, get baptized. He's now a Christian in China. He got married. He's got beautiful kids. Pat's in China doing missions. Isn't this fun? Is that weird? It's so weird. It's so weird. If you're saying it's not weird, you're, that, you're weird then. That's weird. I went up to this group of Muslims one time at the coffee shop. And I said to them, my friend had been ministering to them. I went up to them. I said, can you tell me what I'm saying? They looked at me. I began to speak in tongues because I realized sometimes when I speak in tongues in prayer, it sounds a lot like Arabic. So I started saying certain words that I say in Arabic. They began to tell me back, oh, you're saying this music and these instruments and all these things. And they looked at me and said, are you practicing Arabic? I said, no, I'm speaking in tongues. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. And they looked at me and they go, it got real quiet. They go, whoa, I've heard of that. <laughs> my friend got to keep ministering to them I don't know what happened to them but that was a good story too listen God wants to do wild things and, and you know what I love about Jesus God is a God of the supernatural the God of the impossible but at the same time we do the practical you guys know that like, like I was studying obviously this whole COVID situation I was studying about plagues in the Bible you know if you look up plagues in the Bible and you read it, there's a lot of supernatural stuff happening around plagues in the Bible. Like a plague hits the people of Israel in a wilderness. Like a ton of people are dead. And then there's the living. And then you've got, you've got the anointed man of God standing in between the people who are dead and the living. And he becomes an intercessor. Next thing you know, the plague is stopped and that's it. Like weird stuff. Or like there's plagues and they say, yeah, put some blood on your doorposts and none of the plagues of Egypt will come upon you or, you or your family. Isn't that crazy? Supernatural? Weird, right? Or the time where um, he said, hey, when you guys come out of Egypt, I want each of you to give a ransom for your own life, meaning a gift to God. And then none of the plagues will come upon you. Pretty supernatural, right? Remedy? By the way, ransom, that, that symbolizes Jesus right there. There's this supernatural provision for, for healing and protection from plagues. But there's also the practical. If you actually read Leviticus. <laughs> who's read Leviticus? 
<laughs> a few people. All right, good, 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 good. Of course you all have. You're all saints. And, and I, uh, I was reading Leviticus the other day. <laughs> and, um, and it was going off about, hey, if you got a plague, what should you do? You should isolate if you got a plague. If you got the sickness, isolate for seven days and hang out alone if you're sick and then come out. Isn't that crazy? Is that super practical? And then get checked. It says, and then the people will come and they'll check you and they'll see. And if you're not okay, isolate another seven days. If you're good, you're good. If your house is really messed up because of it, basically burn it down and do a new one. It's really, really practical. So there's the supernatural, but there's the practical. And I love God. I love it. You know, we don't all go speak in tongues 24 seven, but we speak with English and love one another. Right. Anyways. Oh, Jesus. There were four things, four things that the early church devoted themselves to. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. They devoted themselves to what? The apostles' teaching, fellowship. They devoted themselves to the breaking of bread and to prayer. I want to say that I believe this is a season for our church to grow. I believe this is a season for our church to thrive. And when I mean grow is, I believe God will add to the church, period. But I mean grow in that way, but in depth, in maturity. Growth into the image and stature of Jesus. Yay. The church was a miraculous church. The church was filled with the Holy Spirit. The church was a praying church. But when these people, 3,000 people got saved because of this crazy incident where they started speaking in tongues, and it says that they got together. By the way, the church is also a radically giving church. Y'all know that? It says actually a few verses later, if you have your Bible, you can read it. It says that they shared basically with one another and nobody was lacking. Isn't that that amazing? What does it look like for us to be extreme givers to help those around us? We're a family. Yay. Anyways, they devoted themselves to four things. And I want to bring a challenge to this church, to us as a family, to devote ourselves to these things as well. Um, When we become Christians, we can go off. It was interesting. In my dream, in my dream, there were people who were very, very opinionated. (laughs) which is okay that's okay but very in the dream it was a very long-winded opinion i want to tell you the the most important opinion is what jesus says and what the apostles said it's the most important opinion and we can all come into an agreement on that stuff simple stuff yeah Yeah. anyways uh, they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching When they devoted themselves to fellowship, do we all know what that means? It doesn't mean just coming together on a Sunday. Fellowship is family. Fellowship is more than than having a party. Fellowship's like Lord of the Rings, the fellowship of the ring. Fellowship means that you're together with people on a mission. Fellowship means that you're in union together, walking together, in life together, caring for each other watching out for each other, looking for each other's backs, saying, hey, hey, hey what's that just, just happened in your life? I'm, I, I'm concerned for you, but I just want to share my heart and help you in any way that I can. How you doing, bro? That's, that's Christianity. It's so simple. 
It's still not working? <laughs> In my dream it's last year. Is this working now? Hold on. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. You there? Is it good now? In my dream, there, was, there were problems with getting the message out, too. <laughs> you see, as a, when you get a message and you're, like, preaching, you're like, all right, I got to give this message, and then we're going to do this, that, and the other. It's great when God kind of shows you in advance. You're like, I was expecting it. Let's go. <laughs> God's calling us to be in fellowship with one another to lay down our lives for one another. Did you, do we know that Jesus says, I pray that you love one another. Say, love one another. Love. That's not just cheesy Sunday school stuff. Right. This is the most vital thing we can do. Jesus says, I pray you love one another so that the world may know that I was sent from the Father. The greatest tool of evangelism before even preaching is that we would love one another. You preach without that, it's just, it's just to the world, it just looks like a bunch of hypocrites shouting. <laughs> well, I don't mean that in a harsh way, I'm just saying reality. We're called to love one another. <laughs> I'm very happy. So if anything I say sounds zealous, I'm like really happy guy. We're called to love one another and care for one another. It is the, it's the most basic form of evangelism that we can do. In fact, in the book of Acts, it says that they devoted themselves to these things. And right after, it says that they had favor, say favor, favor. with all the people. Do Christians have favor with all the people? <laughs> We're gonna. If we devote ourselves to the fellowship, if we devote ourselves to communing with God Almighty, we haven't gotten to that point yet, but if we devote ourselves to these good things, all of a sudden, now there's gonna, still going to be people that don't like you. There's still going to be certain people that get upset. Woe to you when everyone speaks highly of you. For so they did to the false prophets. All right. So not everybody's going to be like, yay, I like you. Is that really strong? Yeah, we're good. We need to engage God's plan for multiple reasons. One is it's good for you. And two is it's good for others. It's really, really good. Some people don't like to go to church and they think I'm a Christian and I'm going to be just a Christian on my own. That's, that is not God's plan because the world needs to see a community that cares for one another so that in their heart, when they're longing for relationship ultimately with God and with others, that they see it in front of them and it's a show and tell gospel. That's what they need. It's what they need. And it's great too because you don't have to shove things down people's throats. You get to just be a really kind person. Wow. We doing good? I just like to gauge all your faces, but I'm getting to know some of you. So it says that they, I love this next one. You ready for this? They devoted themselves to eating. <laughs> That's like my favorite one. They devoted themselves to breaking bread 
together. It goes on and says that they would go from house to house and break bread with one another. I love it. How much time do we spend putting food in our mouths during the day? So much time. And if we would just do it with one another, it's really, really life-giving. You don't feel pressure to have to make anything of the moment. You just eat food and hang out with people. It's one of the best ways to grow in relationship with another person. I challenge every single one of you to take someone out to lunch or breakfast or dinner or whatever, a snack, a hot dog at Costco. (laughs) Challenge you, take someone that you don't normally talk to out to eat and take any agenda, throw it out the window and just spend time with them and eat some food. Appreciate the food and the person. Just do that. You'll grow in relationship with people. The church devoted, that was a devotion. That wasn't just like, oh yeah, they just like to do it. No, they were like, it's a devotion. Meaning they saw such an importance that they're like, we need to do that all the time. We we need to continue steadfastly in eating together. Isn't that wild? I love it. The last one is they prayed. It's funny, I, I just feel like sometimes prayer can, can be difficult for a lot of us because we feel like it's a chore. And no, I don't know any humans that like chores, but prayer is not a chore. Prayer is more of the term ecstasy. It's more of the term abundant joy. By the way, in his presence is the what? The fullness of joy. Prayer isn't so much wrangling God to get what you want. Prayer is about spending time with the living God who made you, who cares for you, who wants to spend time with you, who made you to say, hey, Jeremy, I love you. I love you. I love you so much. Ah, wow. We love because he first loved us, guys. When you spend time in God's presence, it's funny. Sometimes you don't see anything. Sometimes you don't feel anything. Just believe. Start with that. I'm just going to spend some time with Jesus. I challenge every single one of you to spend some time with Jesus this week. Don't be such an adult that you get caught up with everything in the world that you don't spend time with your dad. Yeah. That's a good word. We could become such adults so quickly. Man, that mortgage payment. Man, my job. That pay cut. Man, this, that. We, we get caught up sometimes. Now, some of us have really mastered it. Those things can happen to us. And we're just like, Jesus, I'm coming to you. I want to spend time with you. But some of us, these things in life are ginormous. Ginormous? Gigantic. <laughs> They're huge. But to God, to God, <laughs> there's so little. If you were alive for a billion years, it would be like at the moment of conception compared to God. God's eternal. Anything you experience in life is so minute. 
and yet he cares for you. Cast your cares upon him, for he cares for you. <laughs> I challenge every single one of you, not in some religious, I need to do this so God likes me way, but I get to do this because God saved me way. I get to do this because God is real way. I get to do this because God's going to do some wild stuff way. You guys want to hear a testimony? Uh, I'm going to tell you about my new car. I basically got paid $10,000, basically got paid $10,000 to get a almost brand new Mercedes Benz. Is this weird? This is weird. And then, hey, check this out. It's great. It's still under warranty for a couple years. It's only got like 20,000 miles on it. I got all this. I got, I'm like, what is going on, Jesus? I get this car. My friend texts me yesterday morning. And he says, Mike, I saw you driving around La Habra. That's the city I live in. I saw you driving around La Habra with a new Mercedes. And I said, I just got a new Mercedes. It's a crazy story. He says, shut up. I said, it's true. He goes, I had no idea. I said, I know. He said, there was revival going on. People were giving their lives to Jesus. Some people were getting healed, and you were driving around in this new Benz. I said, I don't know what God's doing. What's up with that? Some of you are really stretching your minds right now. What'd I say? No, he had a dream. Oh. He texted me yesterday morning that he had a dream of me driving in a Mercedes. I said, I got one last week. He says, shut up. I said, I know. He goes, I had no idea. I said, I know. He goes, well, I'll give you some context. There's revival going on. People were getting saved. People were getting healed. And you're driving around in a Mercedes. It's funny. I got this Mercedes pull up at my parents' house. My dad goes, you probably shouldn't drive that to church. And I was like, he's like old school Christian. I'm like, he's like, back in my day, pastors had Buicks. And I thought, I don't know. But if God gives you something, you take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> like, Let's go. Is that weird? Is that weird? Yeah, it's weird. I'll admit it. It's weird. Things get weird with Jesus. That's okay. Do we love one another? Are we going to preach the gospel with power? I believe God wants to release signs, wonders, and miracles through this church so powerfully that the world hears about it. I fully believe that. My dream last week in this service, I was, we were all screaming in prayer, miracles, signs, wonders for a purpose for all the people around us, for all the people around us to break them out of their monotony of life, to say, whoa, something, there's something more than just making money. There's something more than the normal paycheck routine. There's something more than getting the bigger house, the better yard, the better car, the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a guy named Jesus who really, really cares about us, who really resurrected and wants to encounter each one of us uniquely. I want you to close your eyes and say, God sees me. 
I want you to say, I see God. <laughs> the Bible says that the pure in heart will see God. The Bible says you're transformed as you behold him. Jesus, I pray, God, that this week is a week of encounter for every one of us. I pray that this week, God, you would pour your spirit fresh upon your church, that weird things would happen. God, that there would be signs, wonders, and miracles so that people would be intrigued to hear about you. I pray for this church, Father, that we would love one another. I pray that you would help us to pray. <laughs> I pray that you would help us to eat together. And God, I pray that you would help us be committed to the truth in your word of God. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Well, I love all of you guys. I don't know what time it is. What time is it? We good? Wow, look at that time. Um, I'm going to invite the prayer team up. Who's on the prayer team? There's some people coming up right now. Prayer team, come on up. If you want a word, if you want prayer for something, I want to challenge you to come up, find one of these people, ask them to pray for you. They don't just say scripted prayers. They hear from God Almighty and love to say words. All of you are empowered to do the same. I hope some of you get to go to the park today, this afternoon, and hang out with fellowship and eat with people and uh, get to know people in a deeper way. Is this it? All prayer team? Yeah? More stragglers. I'm going to pray a prayer blessing over all of you. Father, I pray that you bless them, keep them, make your face shine upon them, raise your countenance upon them, and give them peace. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen, amen guys. Love all of you. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.